And here they come. Louth, O'Brien, O'Neill, Conlon, White, Coleman, Bean, Riley, Cunningham, O'Donnell, Lynch, McDonnell, Rose, Smith, Blood, and me and... Breaks inside to Stephen White. The one man that can do it, and he's done it! A goal for Louth. Paulo Hanlon, a vital touch. Now he's Stephen White to his right. This must be it! It is! I don't believe it! Kildare must be out of the Leicester at midfield, wearing number eight, the first all-star ever from Louth, would you welcome Paddy Keenan. Arguably the most popular of tonight's winners, Paddy has led from the front for Louth since his championship introduction in 2003. Here's a chance for Rooney! What a goal by J.P. Rooney! And then it happened. Bean sends in from the sideline and Sean Cunningham finishes it to the net. Louth are in front. And here it is. Now the All-Ireland champions for the third time. Welcome to the We Are Loud Tip Preview Podcast. Um, the Beast of the East is now over. Loud fans will probably look to travel to Tipperary numbers just to get that cabin fever out of their systems. Up on today's pod, I'll be naming my team for the trip to Tip. And we have Shane Brophy on from the Nina Guardian who's going to give us an insight on Tipperary and how they're going this year. So thanks very much for tuning in and enjoy the show. My team to play Tipperary, um, it's it's supposed it's a combination of a number of things. Injuries, um, how the players have fared in the past couple of games, who's available, who matches up well with Tipperary, uh, and who, who, who have we learned a lesson from the Roscommon game as well. So first and foremost, without further ado, um, Craig Lynch starts in goals. Um, he's still a number one keeper. I know we're struggling for uh, depth in that department at the moment. I think Neil Gallagher's back in out of retirement to to, to be uh, understudy to Craig. They work well together. They probably have a good relationship up this past couple of years. They did a good battle for the number one jersey. So they'll push each other on. Um, Craig has improved every game as he's gone on as well. He'd be looking to the he'd be looking forward to the wide open spaces that Semper Stadium gives and gives him a nice platform to get his kick out game going and getting it up and running really well. Full back this full back line is gonna be this is the winning of the game nearly, the way the way you look at it, the way Tipperary are so free flowing and effective up front. Emma Carlin uh, is the first name of the team sheet these days. He'll start a full back and he'll look to pick up uh Quinlevin, uh, not an easy task, but that's why he's in there. Quinlevin's probably the best forward in the division at the moment. The way he's just taking games on, um, he's just he's just a really he's a really like top athlete. He's a thoroughbred nearly, covers the ground so well. He's a great finisher and he's a good leader for Tipperary. They'll be looking to him at all times to to get them over the line and to. Get them to a good start in the game. But I think Emmett's the best player we probably have in the squad to mark him. He's powerful as well and he's pacey. 
and Quinlevin will, will will suit him more than the forward, little, little tricky forwards that he has marked so far. He stood up well to Colin O'Neill. He stood up well to Canary Harrison. Like this is he played very well against the full back here on then a full forward Russ Common had here on then and only I don't even think he got he got a point, but I don't think he got a point when uh, Emmett was marking him. So he'll relish the challenge, and it'll be it'll be toe to toe battle really with with uh, Quinlevin up full forward. Either side of uh, Emmett, uh, the last day was Darren Marks and James Craven. Uh, it looks like John Bingham is out for a while. He hurt his knee. That's a big loss for to our options in the full back line. Uh, it look it and, and to be fair to uh, Darren Marks and Craven when they did come in, they they both played quite well the last day. I know they were under an awful lot of pressure and. They probably look like they played well because they're getting so much ball and they're battling. Like you, you don't want your cornerback getting an awful lot of possession. Uh, it just, it just looked like they were they were winning an awful lot of ball because there was so much ball coming in constantly. Like there were, there was no stem in the tide, so there were there were plenty of the action, and you don't want your cornerbacks in plenty of action. You want your cornerbacks relatively going unnoticed about their job. But anything they did do well, like the two, the two chaps are, they're inexperienced at cornerback at this level, especially Division 2, you know, so they're a two starting by us. So, and then Fergal who for some reason he hasn't started, I probably would would have started him, but the, the fact that the two chaps played well the last day, and I suppose having Fergal on the bench is a great option to have if it's not going well, because... Not only is Michael Quinlevin the spearhead of that attack, either side of him is Conor Sweeney and Liam McGrath. Two lads are shooting the lights out. Conor Sweeney, we all remember him from the league final last year, who was just devastating. Just took no prisoners, really, with his left foot. So you'd like to see Craven pick him up and Marks pick up the smaller um, Liam McGrath. Tough ask, uh, but that's what they're there for, and they're, they're going to get tested. I'd have Derek Maguire in as sweeper. Didn't play a sweeper against Roscommon, and uh, like they, they shot one twenty one, and they wouldn't have the. They probably would have the score and potential, but they wouldn't have as high as quality forward as the, those two boys, um, Quinlevin and Sweeney. So I'd like to see Derek back in there, and the wide open space and running game will suit him in Semper Stadium. He he played very well there the la- last year as well. He get forward and kick points as well. Another player who played very well in Sample last year was uh, James Stewart. I'd have him, I'd have him back in at centre half, driving forward. He really drove at Tipperary this time last year, and that was key to that uh, qualification or the promotion ceiling game, uh, where we got that terrific victory down there. So those two boys are there, and, and the two wing backs then, Anthony Williams really played well against Roscommon before. He, I know he got a little bit. Oh, his frustration he took over and he got a, it was a, oh, it was a suspect black card really but the upside is he's starting to really really find himself at this level and his fitness is getting there again and again and again he'll provide that platform from half back to get up the field and run into that wide open space that Semple gives you Owen Lafferty came in and played very well he ended up nearly in the full back line at one stage from the wing so I'd, I'd have him no problem uh, a right half back uh, played a nice ball inside to uh, I think it was Ryan Bournes early on and uh, early on in that Roscommon game so he had a, it was a nice diagonal attacking ball 
So hopefully he he'll get in and uh, be quite solid a wing back as well because we we're going to need to set up tight and keep it compact and then break when we, when we can, when we can. In the middle of the field, um, I'd have uh, well I'd have Bevan and Tommy Dornan. Tommy Dornan, the best thing about the uh, the the snowstorm or the storm Emma and the beast from the east was the fact that uh, the extra week allowed Tommy. I think he he got concussed against us and he had to come off. And the protocol is you have to wait a week. You you've absolute pure rest for the forty twenty four to forty hours after you suffer the concussion, and then. It's a week from when he got injured, so he would have been ruled out against. Uh, he would have been ruled out if the game went ahead last Sunday at half twelve. So this Sunday we'll have Tommy back, which is a great boost because I'm really looking forward to see how Tommy gets on. And uh, Mark and Stephen O'Brien there returning midfielder, so that's a big boost. Tommy, I look forward to getting down to sample again. And beside him, I'd have Bevan Duffy. Bevan had his best game for Loud this year against Cork in the middle of the field. So I don't see why he shouldn't be starting there again. They can set up the partnership and it pushes Andy up the field. Because I feel Andy would have a great have, would, Andy would have a great time marking Robbie Kylie. I think Kylie would suit Andy down to the ground. He's the height advantage over him. He's the fitness to go with Kylie up the field as well. And he put Kylie in the back foot because he's a big player for them. He was their captain. He was their captain last year. He probably is still captain this year. He's a big leader. So if you want to, you want to, like as Tomas O'Shea says, hammer the hammer. Um, basically, in other words, target temporary strengths. So take Kylie out at centre back and push us forward with Andy driving into that space as well. He uh, he was injured for the final. I don't think he played against Tipperary in Sample last year. He. Uh, I'll just have a look here now. No, he didn't. I don't think he played. So he... he and, he, and then he was injured. Actually, yeah, he hurt his knee and he was injured. But he did come back for the league final and wasn't himself. And so he, you'd, you'd like to think Andy be really up for this game. And at, at, uh, at under 40, he could really do damage as well. Either wing, either side of him, you're looking at... Someone that deserves to be rewarded after every cameo he's played this past two games because Corkmore's comedy's done really well, and that's Jared McSorley from the Gales. He like if anything, he deserves a start. Just get in there. You've got you. You've earned the right to that jersey. You've been positive every time you come in. The pace of him will suit him as well. The ground will suit him. So you'd have to reward the chap for playing really well any time he's been asked. and It's not an easy role when you're losing games and you're coming off the bench and you're coming off the bench. But he's, become, he's been up to it. He's been, he's been excellent, really. And the other wing, another player that's been excellent when he came in, very surprised he was taken off, Ronan Holcroft. For his first appearance of the year, he was quite good against uh, Roscommon. Very surprised to see he was withdrawn early. I wonder was it an injury. I'm not so sure, but he really he, he had a great chance of a goal, but he kicked a point and he was positive. He picked up breaking balls and he linked up well, which hasn't been hasn't really been happening. We haven't really have had an effective wing forward. I suppose then you have the you have the likes of Decky to come in in the wing. You have uh, James Butley, you have Kieran Downey as well, so they're options to come in off the bench. Decky did start full forward the last. I don't know whether he's not seen as a half forward this time. Having left the panel, he started full forward and played the full game. So I don't know what, what uh, Pete McGrath's thinking is with Decky. Um, 
for me, I would start Grimes and Bornsy up from the full forward line. William Woods uh, hold, being held in reserve, he was just pure frustration the last day. Uh, getting the black card and the stroke at halftime would have really annoyed him. But I'd, I'd have Bornsy and Grimes as our uh, platform up front and as as two relievers nearly because we probably will be under pressure in the, in the defence and we need we need a diagonal out ball or we need a pla- uh, two targets inside. Bornsy will cover the ground and win the ball out in front and hopefully Grimes can win the ball out in front just as well but have him on the square because it, it kind of happened he was under 40 the last day and you, you nearly found he was kicking the ball into where he should have been so that so really and truly that's my team I, hope, like, I think they got out the, with the storm they might have been able to train as much as they would have liked I don't think they did get to train I think they trained Sunday morning so be, they'll be fresh they'll be really looking forward to it it's a game they can win. That's the team I would go with. If you have, if you think you have a idea or a team that should be picked, um, get it, get it in and send it in. So we are loud on Twitter. Um, just looking, I'm actually looking at the team that played the last. Uh, um, Power Grat is gone. Paddy Riley is gone. John Bingham will be gone. So that's three from the full back line. Will be there. Kurt Murphy, Liam Dolahan, um, Peppy. Oh O'Connor. So there's there's a good few players that didn't play that, that didn't play that won't play the this Sunday. So it just shows what we're up against. And then Tipperary, on the other hand, they'll have their full fifteen from last year and a few more thrown in as well. The likes of Stephen O'Brien and that and John Maher from uh, the Horland squad who joined late uh, late to the squad last year in the championship. So don't the task. The uh, the team is usually named Thursday night. Pete McGraw will name it Thursday night or Friday. I'll have a reaction to that on the Facebook page. But um, that's my that's my uh, that's my feelings on it, and that's the way I would line out the team. Get your reactions in. And up next we have Shane Brophy for the head of sport for the Nina Garden. He's gonna give us an insight to Tipperary. Next up, we have um, Shane Brophy, the head of sport with the Nina Guardian. Uh, Shane, thanks for coming on. Um, two of us came up last year, ourselves and yourselves. We beat you below in Temple Stadium to seal the victory. Um, hope you don't mind me reminding you of it. Um, but it seems we haven't taken to a Division Two quite as well as you have. Um, what's going on? What's going? How come you've taken to it so easily? Yeah, that's so easy. I thought that hasn't surprised me. I thought that would be uh, would would have shown up better so far, especially with. Pete McGrath coming in, he's done so well in, in different places. But um, I guess what's from Tipperary's point of view, I suppose that there was a big emphasis last year on getting up to Division 3 and up to, I think the championship form. Well, there was the pushing Cork close and having a good win over Calvin, I guess, was compared to the year before. We, we probably fell back a bit, but I think the emphasis last year was on getting up. And I know this off season into November, December, I think 
Ian Kearns was, was on record, the manager, saying that, 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 that it was their best pre-season in three years. Like, I suppose they really, they really want to stay in Division 2 as long as they can. The last time Tipper in Division 2 in 2010, they were relegated straight away. I thought they were unluckily relegated. They, they ended up picking up five points, but, which was, I suppose, most years would have been enough to stay up. But, um, but I think they were looking at this, uh, looking at this year, like if they can stay in Division 2, um, it will get them a platform maybe to, to kick on over the next couple of years. But if you, if you regress back to Division 3, it would, it would be more than like the Varmah. It just doesn't leave the, the quality of preparation or championship just isn't there. And like at the moment, like they're, they're going very well. And like they've been thinking that if, if they can get the win against Loud this, this weekend, it would be virtually secured or uh, Division 2 status. And, Maybe have potentially give them a bit of a free run and maybe going for promotion and maybe heading into the last two games. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you, you really are strong uh, candidates for promotion, I, I feel. Uh, <laughs> it, yeah, it's a strange, I suppose. Our, our, uh, you see, if you're looking at it, our away form has, has been superb over the last three years. I think we've only lost one of the last eight away matches in in league and championship like um, okay. but our home form wouldn't be hectic as arguably the, the, the win over me last week was Tip's best home win in, in a couple of years like they played some good quality football they were um, they were strong and in possession again I suppose they, 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 mentally they were very very strong considering that the manner in which they fell away to Roscommon around two like a league or to, to show the next home game that they it's a quality opponent and like the med the med looks like it ran for a lot of that game. I I suppose in Tipperary's point of view, like last year they were so heavily hit by injuries and that they they, they were a lot of last year's championship they were actually gutted players and like in this year's league they're sort of going with their strongest hand in all the games so far and it has paid off like we have a lot of other counties are and managers are looking to blood guys and find new faces. Tip were more or less forced through last last year when Peter Atchison went away. There was a lot of guys, even O'Brien wasn't there. There was guys suffering suffer through injury. A lot of those guys are back now and uh, they're all the, the better for us. Like it, it just shows you spoke about it there, but you seem to have an, an awful uh, like continuity there between the manager and the panel of players and the plan for this season was well established. So it's just building on that. And then I see, like you mentioned, Stephen O'Brien and a couple of other chaps getting back. How 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 were they recruited back by Liam Cairns? Yeah, I suppose this was um, Mitchell Stephen would have been the big one. I thought he was there in 2015 um, yeah. and then was um, moved over to the Horrors. I suppose some people would die. I suppose he, he was there for two years and... I suppose he hadn't really made the breakthrough onto the panel. I suppose he was probably looking on and probably thinking, okay, but am I going to sit on the bench maybe for the hurlers for another year? Or maybe, I suppose the risk was, am I going to sit on the bench for the hurlers for a couple more years? Or will I go and play first team in another co And he's done that. And he's, he's coming back into it very well. Like, Meads was his, was his best performance all part. He missed the Clare game through injury. But uh, he's coming back to perform. And I suppose it's, it's an area where Chibri needed to build. And like the last Stephen and initially then lose Colin Reardon to Australia Peter Atchison went emigrated for a couple of years so like they left Chipperary very very short in the middle of the field but now to have um, Stephen O'Brien there and Ian Casey who starred for, for DCU and their, mm-hmm. their UCD in the recent Sigerson Cup when he got the last two points to win the game Jack Kennedy and George Hennig and out before from there last year they were struggling for mid-feeders now they're more very, very good mid 
Yeah, like bringing O'Brien in, it pushes Casey further up the field. And Jack Kennedy's a fine player. He was terrific in the league final against us last year. Really, I know he played well with Clonmel in their Munster run, but he really stood out um, in the league final. Very good young player. How do you set up, um, Shane? Is it is it an open plan or is? Because you look at it and you're giving me nightmares. Well, you're giving loud defenders nightmares about, about those two again. And even Liam McGrath stood up as well. Like th- those yeah, two. He's, d- one, he's one that's kicked on all right this year. So yeah. There's a lot of guys that are really looking to kick on. It was the tip of me to that. Like the, when they got to the All Ireland semi finals a couple of years ago, they were, um, I suppose they were heavily aligned with the same 15, 16 players. They managed to put a few more last year. And in the likes of Stephen O'Brien. Yeah, and, and like those two those two uh, inside men, Sweeney and Quinlevin, are really Division One standard forwards. Yeah, they're, they're, that's what they are, really. That's what Quinlevin really has. Yeah. He's, he's the, the star man. But like Sweeney has come on an awful lot. Like I've seen this guy since he was minor 10 years ago. And he was always a, a classy footballer. Like, but you just wonder, did he believe in himself often enough? Like, but then you could, now you see over the last three years when a, a team going well, and you're seeing... The guy really showed his, his true worth. I remember being in Clanmel, I think it was two years ago when Tipperary played Kildare in their National League game, and he he actually missed 21 yard freeze for the foot of the post. Like his confidence was so low. Like, mm. You just see guys struggling, but like, he's, just, he's just a guy that's on the top of his game and went five and got, got to go to Australia, the international rules team. And I thought for the likes of him, it's great to see them finally showing their, their true potential on the, the very biggest stage. And at the other end as well, um, Alan Campbell's making a good name for himself, a cornerback, or fullback even. Yeah, he is. Um, so I think Kearns did mention him. He, he name-checked him after the recent win over me, saying he's probably one of the most underrated defenders in the country. And like, you have to agree with him. He's, he's not flashy. I suppose even when Peter Creighton first brought him in, I think around 2012, like, he's been a never-present there. Like, every manager's picking him. 
he doesn't do anything flashy, but he does the job, does the job very, very well. I suppose I got a John Marr who would come across. He's another guy that came across from the hurdles at the back end of last year. He um he was a former. 
So there you have it, there's today's show. Um, really great to have Shane on, good man, to talk about Tipperary football and give you a nightmare and what's coming ahead. But we should have no reason to fear the players involved, should have no reason to fear them. We've uh, we've played them this past couple of years, we've been beaten by them and we've beat them. So we should go out there and all guns blaze and just give it a lash. Um, I've named my team as well. If you if you agree or disagree or if you have your own thoughts on what the Laird team should be, contact me on We Are Laird on SoundCloud and at We Are Laird on Twitter and Facebook as well. Thanks very much for uh, tuning in. If you'd like to rate and review on iTunes, it'd really give us a great boost and it would actually help other Laird fans find us on uh, iTunes as well. So I look forward to uh, the Tipperary game. And on Sunday night, I should have uh, a Tipperary Talking Points podcast. Thanks very much for tuning in. Face. Man, we just fell about the place. If that chick don't wanna know, forget her.